Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here to help spread the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building better relationships with other people, but ultimately building a more harmonious and stronger connection with Mother Earth. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to Mother Earth, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can help improve the relationship with yourself to again empower yourself so you can empower your community and empower our beautiful planet. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the LYF podcast. Monica here, founder director of the Love Yourself Foundation. And today I'm super excited because I'm actually co-hosting with Rachel Baxter. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It is good to hear have you hear from us, and it's good to have this audience here. And I'm so excited to meet our new interns and get to know a lot about them because this is actually my first time talking with them too. So we're all getting introduced and I'm very excited to see how it goes. Yeah, super excited. And uh, so yes, in today's episode is all about getting to know our new interns that we have that we're so privileged and honored to have with us this semester. So these are five students uh, from UNLV and they are part of a program put on by the College of Liberal, Liberal Arts. And so we're so thankful because this is the second semester that we've gotten, we've gotten some interns to help us out. And it's just been such a beautiful and meaningful experience for us. And it, as a startup organization, we are always super grateful to have all the help that we can get. So just having that student perspective has helped us tremendously. So, um, so today our, I have our interns. We have Aaron Toledo, we have Shane McIntyre, Andrew Tran, Mark Bito Onon, and Cecilia Winchell. So we're going to have a chance to hear about their stories of self-love, what they're studying, what they're doing with LIF and all that. So I'm going to ask the first question to, to our interns and the the, the question that I often ask on here, which is, what do you love about yourself? So who would like to go first? Uh, I can go first. Uh, hi, I'm Aaron. Um, so what I love most about myself, I would have to say my drive and determination. Uh, just growing up, my parents really emphasized education to my sister and I. So as a quiet, introverted kid. It was through schoolwork where I felt that I could really apply myself. My quietness, I always have this anxiety that it might be mistaken for idle judgment or uncaringness, but it's the polar opposite. I'm actually really invested in what I'm learning and um, it's through my schoolwork, putting all that effort into it and really putting the best product out there that is a reflection of me is something that I always incorporate in my life and strive for. So that's what I love about myself. Actually, I have an addendum I want to make to that question. Um, Aaron, Aaron kind of alluded to it, but I also would like to know, have you always loved that about yourself or mm-hmm. has it been you know, a journey. So just, just like, yeah, what do you love about yourself and have you always loved it? 
Yeah, um, my upbringing, education was always at the forefront. I think my I wasn't like competitive in sports or anything, but certainly I wanted to get A's. I wanted to get good grades. It was just part of the culture I was surrounded by. And that meant studying hard and really applying myself. So yeah, it's always been there. And I even try to incorporate it into daily habits I will put in, not just necessarily for schoolwork, but really just making myself a better person and mm. living a life where I'm content with what I have and I can be happy. I love that. Awesome. Shane, you want to go next? <laughs> sure. Uh, I could take it from there. Uh, so the question was, something that I love about myself. Um, one thing that I didn't always love about myself, but something I've kind of come to admire in a way is grit. Just the sort of drive to just never stop and always keep going no matter what, um, to always put the smile on, even if I'm not feeling it. And eventually I'll find that place. But yeah, just always keep going no matter what happens. And like I said, it's something that I didn't always feel until fairly recently. I mean, this was in the last couple of years uh, when I started branching out and I started opening up and I started making a lot of friends. And it was when people started pointing it out to me that they're like, hey, you do all this stuff and you know, you've written books and you have you work full time and you take classes full time and you do all this stuff. And I that's when I started to notice like, oh, yeah, that is a lot, you know, and just to keep going and just, you know, always trying to make time for everything and always being there for the people around me and just trying not to let life's woes phase me, you know, just keep going. So awesome. Perseverance. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Andrew, I think you're next. All right. Um, what I love about myself is that I have a passion for lifelong learning. Even though I study like one major and one minor, it's just that I have a passion to learn everything. And just, you know, I learn besides what I'm studying in college. Also, like, like about myself is that I... I tend to like involved in like many things like this internship here uh, my fraternity helped them members everywhere I can you know be part of some clubs or make new friends and then maybe work you know in different industries things like that so like Shane you know like I have perseverance you know like I have drive to to make time for everything that I'm really passionate about awesome thanks so much Andrew Cecilia <laughs> um I guess what I love most about myself is my ability to like just grow and change because um, I'm like nowhere near who I want to be, but I can always recognize what I want to improve on and I can point out ways that I can get there. And I've always been very satisfied just with the journey. And this is something that I've only come to love myself about very recently um, because uh, like Aaron, I am um, a very ambitious and driven person, but like there was a period where I was like failing a lot and uh, having that kind of mindset for me was a little bit toxic. Um, so instead, like I pivoted to thinking about things as more like a journey and just not being focused on where I'm getting to too much, but rather the steps that I take. And I think that that mindset has helped me a lot. Well, that's great. All about embracing the journey. And Mark, uh, everybody kind of touched on a little bit, like what Andrew said, uh, he said he was passionate for learning. Aaron was also saying about passionate for learning. Cecilia was talking about growth and Shane was talking about just never stopping, persevering. And it's similar to all that. I really like to learn. I feel like uh, there's so much that the earth has to offer in terms of learning. We've been here for a long time and the knowledge just keeps piling up and I like to chip away at it and just like to learn as much as I can. Beautiful. 
So I'll take the next question, which is kind of in the same vein, but I want to know when your self-love story begins. So Aaron. For me, I would say my self-love story, it started my freshman year of college. I had originally gone to Reno for university. This was before I transferred to UNLV my sophomore year. And during that time, I had gone in with expectations of what college was supposed to be. But when I was there, I was pursuing public health at the time. I'm doing English now. But I found myself really unsatisfied with my field of study. And uh, I had a lack of personal space in the dorms. um, And it was hard for me to make that transition. And I got really depressed and I went to very dark places. Um, And during this time, it it was very transformative for me. I had to realize what my intentions were and how I wanted to pursue a career in a field of study that did interest me and that related to writing and reading. So regarding self-love and self-care, it was just acknowledging my own needs at that time. I had grown up in an environment where STEM and science were the main focus. There was a lack of creative freedom there that I did not have. So by transitioning to English, I was able to make that jump towards something a lot more fulfilling. That's great. Shane? My journey towards self-love is, it's an interesting one for me because it started about four years ago, I would say. I had a job that I absolutely hated. I was working ridiculous hours. I think at some point I was working around 60 hours a week. I just, I really, really didn't like myself and I didn't like the job that I was working. And similar to what was just said there that I had at the time I was studying criminal justice and I didn't really care for it. And that job kind of showed me that this was really not for me. And so that was approximately the time that I started looking into other things. And I started looking into my life and really uh, reevaluating who I was as a person. And I actually, one day, one rare day off of both school and work, I went for a hike out to Red Rock Canyon. And it was a moment because I had never really been hiking out there before. I'd never really been climbing before or anything like that, but I decided to hike through Calico Basin, and I just had kind of a moment um, where I realized that that really wasn't what I wanted to be doing, and I brought a book with me, and I realized, you know, I love reading, and I love writing, and I wanted to write, so um, I went home that night, and I started writing, and a year later, I had a novel. So um, for me, that was my moment. Wow, that's amazing. That's so great. What was the what's the title of your novel? Uh, this one, my first novel was called The Graveyard on the Hill. Um, it was a psychological horror novel that ironically enough featured a character who was doing exactly what I was doing and kind of had to come to the inevitable conclusion that what he was doing wasn't right for him. And so, mm. yeah, so it was kind of a reflection of me at that time. That's so great. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing. I guess I'm next. <laughs> I think the self-love is, I think it all started back in high school, I guess, because, you know, I wasn't very involved in my sophomore year, but in junior year and senior year, I get a little bit more involved. And that's when a time I regret that, like, I should have evolved way earlier because, because before that, like, I didn't, I have different groups of friends at the time, and, but sometimes I hang out by myself. And then that's one in time for me to open up more. But and then all the way into the college, um, 
when I transitioned to college, you know, I go to schools in Reno first, like community college at Reno, then then UNR, and then for moving to Las Vegas because I want to study film and music. And then and and before that, it was a new city that I didn't get a chance to open up a lot more. And that's before I joined the fraternity, the multicultural fraternity. So with the Alpha. I was a little shy at first because it's like, you know, everything's, you know, all new and I haven't got used to people there yet. And, you know, when I rushed into different fraternities, I didn't get some until the third, third orc accept me for. Then I started to open up more. And because of them and our model, excellence and loyalty amongst brothers, that it pushes me to go further, you know, than that. Like I can dream whatever I want, you know, whatever I put my mind into. So that is some sort. And then when I watched Black Panther, you know, most Black Panther, it became a phenomenal event. And that pushed me to drive for like, maybe I can, if he can direct or Vancouver, if he can do it, then so could I, I can make history. So that's, that's, that's what keeps driving me for it, to be involved as many as I can mm-hmm. and do whatever thing I put my mind into. So that's, that, that's, that's what drives me. It's awesome. <laughs> I really relate to like everyone's stories so far, but I think that I'd like to tackle this a bit from like, a physical insecurity point of view. I was I'm like I'm someone that looks uh, very Asian, and so growing up over here, uh, everyone around me was very like European featured. So I always knew that I stood out, and I saw it, and I was, and it wasn't really anything that anyone did, but I just saw the differences, and it made me feel less of myself, and I became smaller and smaller. And then the ironic thing is, is that like. I didn't really grow out of this by conscious choice. I just at one point just was unable to put that effort into like caring about like how different I am anymore. And so it, it happened without even me knowing, but I started to realize that like I'm fine with being different and I embrace, you know, how different I look and my uniqueness and, you know, other things about my personality too. And so that was probably sometime in high school, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so I'd say that's around the time when my journey began. That's so awesome. It's so great to hear. And what's one thing that I think I've really loved about how the team has formulated with uh, the Love Yourself Foundation is how diverse we all are. So it's just so fun to to see how that's just organically happened. And I think that just, it's a celebration and a mirror of humanity, really. <laughs> so celebrate our uniqueness. I'll hand it over to you, Mark. My self-love story, it also started in high school. Uh, for most of high school, I was pretty lost. And uh, because I came straight from the Philippines before I moved here. And my parents are still over there. My whole family's over there. And for most of it, I was just really lost, not knowing where I'm going, not knowing what to do. And I think one day in high school, I just looked up and I was like, I thought the sky looked really nice. I looked around. We have mountains around us. That's not really something that a lot of people, other people get to see. And something just clicked. And I just thought maybe life isn't so bad. Maybe life has a lot to offer. And I haven't looked back ever since. That's so awesome. I love it. Thank you all for sharing. So now let's let's get a little bit more into the topic of like, what are you studying and, and all that. So 
for this next set of questions. It's tell us what you're majoring in, what you're passionate about, and a little bit more on what exactly you're doing with the Live Yourself Foundation. So tell us about your internship with us so everyone can hear about it. So I'll pass it over to you, Aaron. So right now I am an English major. I'm in my final year of college, uh, expected to graduate in May. Hopefully it's... um, a physical graduation and not a virtual one. And what brings me passion, I love to read and write. I think really investing myself in literature and just the freedom of storytelling, I think that's so cool. I love every aspect of it. I love the writing process. Uh, when you get sentences that surprise you and convey your ideas. I love that a lot. Uh, And regarding my position, I'm a content writer at LYF. I help with writing captions for our social media accounts, and I'll be writing blog articles for our website, and I'm very excited about that. So are we. (laughs) Okay, um, so I'll pick up from there. Uh, I am a English major focusing on professional writing. Uh, This is going to be my last semester, and I too hope that I get to walk in December, but uh, right now, not too sure about that. So uh, we'll see how that goes. So for things that I'm passionate about, I don't want to kind of copycat that answer, but I I also love reading. I love writing. uh, And I also love movies. So I am a huge movie buff. That's one thing that I kind of obsess over. And for what I'm going to be doing with LYF is that I am a newsletter writer and a blog writer. So uh, I hope to get more experience in that professional writing aspect here. So, All right, Andrew, tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so first of all, it's weird because I'm uh, like I'm the only fine arts like major like despite the fact that this program is originally for college for arts. So what I'm saying is I'm currently is bachelor of arts in film with a minor in theaters. And what I'm passionate about is basically like educations and the arts, all kinds of arts, reading, writings, and all kinds of stuff. So like I want to learn how to screenwrite and then novel like big stories and then also like edit and things like that like everything that relates to like the arts the way you that use um, your senses your your eyes your ears your your smell like everything that relates to how you feel in that kind of medium so that's what I like about it and like I said before I also passion for lifelong learning because I I believe that you can learn more like you can I always want to go back to computer science math and all kind of stuff and uh, because I believe that all the subjects should be like treated as equals because they have equal importance throughout the world because you never know when to use it until the situation is there. So, and what I do for the Lucky Self Foundation is I'm one of the administrative coordinators. So I help Monica with, you know, on the administrative side. So like I could like create Google Forms, you know, notes of it, make notes for meetings. And if, and also since I have experience with graphic designs, videos and audio um, things, if all the department needs help, I, I'll be I'll always be there to assist them whenever I can. So it'll be a blast. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm studying philosophy at UNLV right now with a minor in public policy. And so I'm just uh, really passionate about civ- uh, being civically engaged. Um, there's so many amazing community space- spaces.
spaces such as, you know, the Love Yourself Foundation, um, who just have such a good message and are doing are doing amazing things for the community. And that's in part why I wanted to join LIF. Um, and so right now I am helping as um, a newsletter and blog writer, assisting with that. And I'm also assisting with administrative things too. So I am a psych major and I am a neuroscience minor. And what I'm most passionate about is I'm most passionate about curiosity. There's so much to be curious about. And again, it comes back to learning. Learning is something that I think is really, really fun. <laughs> and it's something that a lot of people can really do. You never stop learning. Even until you're 80, you're going to still learn something from life. Yes. <laughs> My internship position in LYF is that I am I'm an assistant when it comes to video and podcast production and it's been really fun so far. Yes, love you guys. <laughs> Thank you. It's so great to see how different these backgrounds are and how they've brought, you know, everyone together and drawn everyone in a different ways. It's it's just very, very, you know, I, I really like the diversity in voices and the fact that it still still brings us all together. So I'm really glad to learn about all of your guys' experience. I actually went to UNLV and was a psych pre-med major and was in the honors college and did creative a creative thesis in poetry. So I have a lot of stuff in common with all of you on the like art side and on the, you know, community organizing and, you know, more like practical application side too. So it's great to hear about that from all of you. I'm going to go with the next question, which is, so we've got some crazy times going on clearly. It's been now six months since uh, lockdown started with COVID. So I wanted to know what's um, the biggest lesson you've learned since this started and how, how have you dealt with the difficult times that this has provided for you guys? The biggest lesson... I would say just, I think I really had to reconnect with myself again. Um, before I was being quite passive with what I would do. Um, like I would obviously, uh, I'd acknowledge that I would have to put practices in place that would benefit my health. Uh, reading, you know, writing, just valuing that alone time. But I was being very passive about it. I wasn't really focusing on it. And, but when COVID hit, I found myself at home a lot more uh, with my thoughts and I, I just got depressed. Like it is depressing. Um, you're alone. You don't get to see friends. You're not engaging with the world around you. So um, I had always had an interest in exercise and wanting to better my body and health in that sense. So during COVID um, it was reconnecting with my physical presence and body that basically allowed me to get through the depression of COVID and uh, be more aware and happy and I guess find that joy again. Oh, thanks so much for sharing that, Aaron. And I'm sure so many people can relate. So thank you. And uh, I'll, I'll pick up from there. Um, I think that the biggest lesson I learned from all of this is definitely don't pass up opportunities when they come up because I remember when this first started and I wasn't really, it's not that I didn't take it seriously. It's that I didn't realize how serious it was going to get from there. I mean, I kind of observed the social distancing and did everything you're supposed to do. But um, I remember right before my uh, right before UNLV shut down that a friend of mine was like, Hey, we're all going to go hang out. Let's go do this. And I kept thinking like, no, I, I have a lot of homework and I have stuff I have to do. And 
then of course that was like the last time that that opportunity came up because then we were in lockdown. So like, maybe I should have just said, you know, the homework can wait a little while. I can go spend some time with friends and enjoy the night out. Um, but I didn't do that. So hopefully, you know, once this is over, that opportunity comes up again. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's mostly what I've had to live with for the last few months. I think that and always making sure to cherish the memories while they're there because having to kind of go back to just spending a lot of time with myself, I had that same sort of experience where I there was a little bit of depression and a little bit of anxiety like, oh, you know, is this thing ever going to, is it ever going to end or are we just, is this life now? Is it just masks and social distancing forever or, you know, what's, what's the uh, expiration date on this? And so I think that's really what I had to kind of come to terms with that um, just learning to live with myself and then making sure that the next time opportunities pop up that I don't just shirk them off because I think that there's something more important that I could have done the next night because that that was life. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got out of it. Okay. So the biggest lesson is that there was always going to be a risk, you know, like no matter what, whether it's a pandemic whether it's investing in properties or stocks and bonds or bitcoins or whatever, you know, like everything involves risk. And those who survive or those who are, you know, the strongest is the one who willing to take the risk as long as you know what's at stake. My, it applies to when my families are concerned for me staying in Vegas because the rise of COVID-19 cases. And I reassure them, it says, like, I, as long as I practice social distancing, right, and wear a mask, you know, um, all the time outside, and then do what it takes to, you know, keep myself safe, then I should be fine. And, you know, I, I'm never afraid, you know, to, to, you know, like, as long as you know the risk, then you're totally going to be fine. And what I don't like about what society is, you know, when it comes to pandemic is how they politicize the social distancing guideline. They're trying to politicize. And I was like, people complain about wearing masks. People are like, why are you social distancing? They want to all go back to normal. But it's all part of the journey. What I like about us humans is that we ability to adapt my opinion life can never go back to normal i wouldn't call it normal man sometimes even we go through the pandemic it becomes even we get get through it it becomes a new normal so it's common sense and i wish that you know people should like learn not to not to like love about yourself or like you know like be i would call selfish but also you know be courtesy of other people because there's a lot of reasons why good reasons why you need to follow the guidelines that's pretty much it i just wanted to say i wanted to i think you nailed it so much because it's about like life really there's always going to be risk and um and like you said it's part of the journey and i think that what we're dealing with it's not going to last forever right so i think that um those are some realizations that i came to terms with too and um it's like this won't last forever and you just have to do this right now and that's it and we're gonna get through this together so thanks for bringing that up andrew oh yeah so (laughs) my thing is uh, much smaller it was just me learning more about like self-discipline because i used to be one of those people that like over the summer i would just like stay up till like three or four in the morning have a really crappy sleep schedule uh and do like just like small irresponsible things but um now that we've like been home for so long like I'm very aware of like 
going to sleep before 12, I try, um, like keeping my screen time down, like not scrolling through TikTok for like eight hours of my day and um, getting my work done on time. So it's been, it's been a process to like force myself to do things that sometimes I may not want to, um, but I think it's been a very good lesson for me to learn. Wow, that's great. That's so necessary. <laughs> and for me, um, the biggest lesson that I learned from COVID is that I have to learn to slow down and what to do when I need to slow down. And right before COVID, I think uh, everything was just going so fast paced and everybody was just going at this really, really fast. Everything was just going really fast. And then uh, suddenly with, when COVID hit, everything just came to a halt. The world basically just stopped. And I think that was the hardest for me because I didn't know what to do when, when everything stopped. Uh, there was, and uh, I think the silence screamed the loudest because right when everything, uh, when it stopped, I was about to go insane. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. But then there's a lot to learn from slowing down. You get to realize a lot about yourself. And yeah, I was able to slow down. Now I'm, I'm a lot more introspective and everything just came into perspective for me. That's so great. I love everyone's realizations and, and it's so great because this will just, it's only going to add to your quality of life, right? From here on out. So yeah, thank you all for sharing. So for our next question, we'll dive a little bit more into LYF. So I want to know, what are you most excited about working with us? And what do you hope to learn from your experience working with us? So um, with LIF, this is my first internship. So even three weeks since I've been uh, put on the team, I'm still very starry-eyed about everything. Um, yeah, just this whole process is so enlightening and cool. I think what really intrigues me is the social media aspect that I'm a part of. Um, I'm always on Instagram or Twitter and as I scroll through those pages, um, it's cool to now be the ones orchestrating the content we put out there and be behind that page. Um, I think that's really awesome. And then what I hope to learn, difficult for me to say right now, I think I'm still in the learning process of uh, what my position is at LYF and the content I'm putting out. Um, I think what I really hope to do is, I guess, impact people with my writing. Like they'll read my caption and be like, this made my day better. I don't know if that's me bragging, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think the mission here with LYF is really cool. And just to be a part of that is awesome. Oh, thanks, Aaron. So happy to have you. <laughs> and I will take it from there. Uh, so I think that the biggest thing that like I'm most excited about is from the professional writing aspect, since that's what I want as a career, I was like super excited to first find an organization where I can actually learn those skills and actually get the sense of writing with, you know, editors and working under supervisors and actually having the timetables and deadlines and things. Because when you're writing novels, it's it's really not like that. You're basically, your deadline is the one that you set for yourself, whereas this is definitely a different experience. Um, so there's that. And I was also most excited for being able to actually find an organization where I, like I saw the description and then I looked up the website and I just immediately said, yes, I want to be a part of that. Um, I just loved everything about it. And so that's probably what I'm most excited for is not only getting that chance to learn more organizational writing skills and professional writing skills, but also getting to do it at a place that I love. So that for me is the biggest thing. That warms my heart. <laughs> so I guess that um, what I'm most excited about is to be part of the process, you know, in 
creating virtual events or, you know, podcasts and that, you know, like comments with ideas that can help this organization grow. Because what I like about this organization is like the values of self-love, the community and the environment because it teaches us to appreciate what we can in this world. You only have one life unless <laughs> unless they found a way to prolong it, <laughs> which I wish I hopefully they will solve it. But but it makes me like glad to be part of this journey because someday I want to learn other people's cultures and create stories, meaningful stories out of people just like like what Black Panther meant something for black people or African American people. Disney's Coco, what it means for Mexican people. Representations I think is very important. That's what I want to strive for, you know, the ability to create a representative for every community that I I deem seems that think people need to see. And I feel fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Andrew. Um so I'm most excited about meeting all the unique people that the foundation brings together. Um like Monica mentioned earlier, just by the nature of the message, um, this space just brings together so many unique and diverse people. And I think that that's so cool. I love, I love meeting, even though I'm an introvert, I really do enjoy meeting new people and getting to know them and seeing what they have, um, what their life experiences are and what they offer to the world. And so uh, that's what I'm most excited about for being here. And um, I hope to learn uh, just like, you know, uh, like how to be a better person, both like professionally and also personally, because um, I think there's so much to learn from the people here. And so I want to be able to take their lessons to heart and hopefully incorporate that into my own life. Beautiful. (laughs) What I'm most excited about is uh, similar to Cecilia's. I'm also an introvert, but I really like listening to the stories of other people. And the message of that LYF brings, I think it's applicable to everyone and that self-love and loving the earth, everybody's a part of it. And I've been really fortunate that um, my internship position puts me in a spot where I get to listen to people when it comes to the podcasts. And I've been I've been heavily listening to the podcasts and I'm really interested in all the stories that everybody has been putting out. And that to me, it was it's really fun. It's really interesting from the spotlights to the team members showcases. And even during this interview, it's really interesting just to listen to other people, especially with all this diversity. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I actually um I really connected with uh, especially Aaron's comment about being like starry eyed with the organization because um, my my involvement with the OIF has kind of escalated since COVID. I was involved with some admin stuff a little bit before that, like end of 2019, start of 2020. And then only really when things started shifting online and uh, the events couldn't be held due to COVID. That was when I could step in and and help in a really uh, a really big way, and so my my involvement was pretty new, and it's still relatively new to me, and I still haven't lost that feeling about you know just loving being such a part of something, and so I I don't think that feeling ever really goes away, and I I hope it doesn't because mm. it's. 
I mean, we're always doing things. We're always doing new things. We're always trying to expand and improve. And so it's always really nice to be a part of something that feels so much bigger than us. So I hope that you guys also feel that too. Uh, and yeah, I, we're, we're here to help you feel like that with this organization. Yes. That means so much to me, you know, to, to hear people's experiences and um, just the journey, you know, from thinking back to when it was just me and uh, my friend who helped build um, the website to seeing what it is today is amazing. And to see that not only in a lot of ways through the different community work that I've been a part of, um, it's always been such a blessing because I feel like Vegas is such a unique place, you know, as someone that grew up there and not, not really liking it, you know, as I grew up, I honestly didn't. But then as I started to grow more and deeper into who I was and what I wanted to do in my life and at first connected a lot with like the environmental community and then, um, you know, as a result of my mental health journey and then creating the Live Yourself Foundation and expanding and growing and, and, help, and getting people involved, it's just, it's brought such beautiful people into my life and, uh, and it continues to do that. So for me, it's, and, it, and it's so cool because it helps shape the, the, the perspective of Vegas too. And it helps show the world that we're so much more than the Las Vegas Strip and uh, there's such a strong local community there and how wonderful now, like the opportunity this year that we've gotten that it's more and more becoming such a globalized, um, we're becoming more globalized even more now <laughs> and connecting online. And I'm so grateful because um, like Rachel said, that she got more involved as a result of COVID and because she's currently in, in Florida. So it's just great just to see all of us come together through the online medium now. So just wanted to add that. It's super, makes me very happy. <laughs> yeah, with that, um, let me know how you've been staying balanced currently. Um, has it been a, a struggle to do that? Have you fallen into a, a rhythm? What's been your challenges with staying balanced and how have you managed it? Um, given the circumstances right now, I think what's been keeping me balanced is sticking to a routine. I made it so my classes aren't too early. So I have the opportunity to wake up at 8am every day, get ready, do yoga, have breakfast. Like I need that sense of continuity and stability. So I don't lose my mind. So yeah, having a routine, I think that's just integral to my lifestyle. And I agree with that completely. Um, that's what I've been trying to do. Um, it hasn't been working out that way just yet, just because of the amount of classes I'm taking. And then also we're training a lot of new people at work. So I've been working more hours than I normally do. So I'm I'm finding a way to make it work and trying to build a routine out of that. But it's it's always hard when one professor seems to think that that's all I have to do with my life is his class. And now I have to figure out how to make that work with everything else. So um, it's been a little chaotic for these first couple of weeks of the semester. And then uh, for overall through the pandemic, it's just been about that exact thing. I was just said there, um, like Aaron was just uh, building a routine and then trying to stay to it by any means necessary. Okay, so what keeps me balanced is the ability to 
get out of my comfort zone because like Mark and like um, some people, like I am introverted too. But however, that doesn't stop me for try get to try new things, meet new people, get to know them and and I'm always down to earth. I'm always down to hang. If like if you guys, you know, like to meet with me, you know, in person, you know, just I'm a phone call away. <laughs> and just um and just, you know, I'm and of course I'm busy with a lot of internships and works, you know, and school. However, I always make time. To me that's no excuse. Just make time for it. Make time to do everything. Not not like, oh, I don't have time. Like, nah. Of course you have time. You have 24 hours. <laughs> Use it. <laughs> if you have to stay up late, so be it. Or oh, if you want to go make, take care of yourself, you know, go sleep. Yeah, you can do that too. It just, you know, it's the mindset, I guess, is what keeps you balanced. The mindset that, hey, as you keep improving, get out of your comfort zone, and you know, be able to meet new people, man. Because everybody has a story. That's 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 what that's what can be balanced. Uh, for me, it's been like my relationships around me with like my family and friends. Um, I I live with quite a few people in my family, and um, they like hang out and talk every day and. Like, even though it's the same people, it's been nice just to hear them crack jokes. And then, like, even with friends, even though we can't hang out, like, physically anymore, we, um, we, like, video call, and it's, it's been kind of some semblance of normal to, like, just be on a FaceTime call and crack dumb jokes. Um, so that's been helping me stay sane. during this time. And for me, I agree completely with uh, what Aaron and Shane said. I was building a routine because I have in-person classes at UNLV and I had to wake up really early for one of them. And what keeps the balance is that I try to wake up early, make breakfast, get a little bit of exercise in, get a little bit of time to uh, make space for myself and then just to introspect and yeah building a routine it's not working out as well as it should be because a lot of things pop up from here today but yeah building a routine is really helping me out and keeping balance awesome well and to wrap it up the last question that i have is uh kind of going on with with staying balanced but what's helping you stay inspired um you know especially during these times that we're in and if and yeah and just some advice for folks that might be listening something that you can tell someone right now that maybe are that's struggling with finding that inspiration or staying creative so what what's helped you and and what do you think could help somebody else are the people around me uh the support systems i have in my life uh friends and family i remember this was christmas break of freshman year my mom was driving me back to the airport because I had to go back to UNR. And right before TSA, I remember sitting down and my mom sitting next to me and I was just bawling my eyes out because I didn't want to leave. Um, that comfort of home for that short period of time was so comforting and to let it go was too painful. And I had aired out that I was unhappy with what I was studying and the situation I was in with the dorms. I just didn't like the lack of personal space I had. And she provided that comfort for me. She told me that everything's okay. Like, you have a home here. Why don't you come back? That's okay. And that was hard for me to grasp just because I had been so prideful about uh, my independence. <laughs> like, thinking about it now, I was like, what, 17, 18? Thinking I was on top of the world. That wasn't the case at all. And I always reflect on that moment when my mom comes. I think about what if I had opted on getting an Uber or a Lyft to the airport and not have had my family drop me off. So... Just having those support systems in your life is 
uh, it's what keeps me inspired. Um, I think one thing that has helped keep me inspired more than anything else has been uh, just to kind of bring it back around to what I said earlier about my passions was reading and writing. And I think that um, great reading always leads to great writing. And so if you can find a book or if you have a favorite book or if you can find a series to really dig into and just kind of get lost in that world, I've been recently I've been reading the wheel of time by Robert Jordan, which is a, a really great fantasy series. Um, and that helped me definitely survive the pandemic because they're huge books and there are like 14 of them. So that's basically been my life for the last couple of months and it's inspired me and it's helped me get through. So escapism is definitely not the worst thing in the world. If you can find something to really dig into like that. So for some people, I know friends of mine, it's been video games for some people, even myself, it's been a lot of uh, movies and books. And so, if you could find whatever it is that you really get into and really aspire to that that helped keep me creative and it helped keep me inspired through all of this so that's my piece okay so what keeps me inspired is you know there are a lot of things you know like first of all i learned something from rich dad poor dad basically the book about finance education and you know minds of the rich you know how they did it the secrets of it and how you could do it to succeed is that you know it's it's very interesting because this book explains you know about what what i would call like how common people are doing you know like following the rat race you know earning nine to five jobs and then and so like like you can earn a living out of it i mean regardless of industry i mean it depends on the situations but they try and make it easier as long as you have the right mindset. So I think what inspired me is how, you know, what other people did, you know, that makes them successful. Because if they can do it, so can, can we. We just have to find one that works for you. Of course, sometimes this model doesn't work for everyone. However, you can take that as a basic model and just adapt, experimenting. I think challenge yourself. I think that's that's how one way to do it. And then another thing that has been inspired is watching Marvel movies because everybody has the journey from from before they become heroes to that. This is and the moral applications and the flaws is what keeps me going because I think this is very cool because everybody is something we can relate to, something that happens to a lot of people. So, and that gives me hope that that is part of their journey, you know, how they went on a tragedy, yes, a tragedy that changes them as a person, then all the way become the, the point where they become the heroes that we know today. And that's that's what um, so I recommend you know, watching like try to find the idols, find the idols and the models that you admire the most. That's what I think. That summarizes everything what I'm talking about. Find things that works for you and just you know keep you know experimenting with it. You know you try to see what works, what's not because a lot of time it doesn't happen to everybody. You know because everybody has a different situation. That's why that's how I see it. So yeah. Um, as a half-joking answer, I'd say the list of restaurants me and my friends plan to eat at after 
after this. Um, but in all seriousness, it's it's part partly that knowing that like this will be over eventually, and that even though like the situation does kind of suck, there are things that there are options that are only available to me now because we are in quarantine that wouldn't normally be available to me. Like I have a lot more time to myself now, and it's given me an opportunity to like read more and write more and like improve myself more. So just being able to be in the mindset that I can learn during this time has helped me stay inspired. And for me, uh, what keeps me inspired is just giving myself time to reflect, giving myself time to introspect, ask myself questions uh, like, why do I do what I do? Uh, Why do I like learning? And why do I like doing these things? And what are they all for? And just keeping tabs of myself and being open-minded about it, it really helps me stay inspired helps me keep going. When I ask myself why, just centers me back and then it just keeps me going. Beautiful. I love it. Rachel, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? I think you guys, I mean, you guys already so perfectly capture the essence of our mission and like the energy we're trying to create. So it's just an honor to meet you guys and to know that we will get to work with you. Our interns are like our lifeblood. They save our sanity. And um, so you guys are so valuable to LYF and to the rest of the community. Um, And so I'm just really excited for this new chapter. Every time we get to meet new people who share our interests, it's it's a gift that the LYF gives us. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm just, yeah, I'm really, really glad to meet you all. And I hope we um, get to make some beautiful stuff out of this. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah, thank you guys so, so much. Um, I mean, we, we say that to you guys all the time, but we are so grateful to have you and to, I mean, I know that y'all are here to learn from us, but we always learn from our students too. So it's always, it's a two-way streak for sure. So thank you all for for being part of the team, part of the mission. Um, and like Rachel said earlier on, that this is so much bigger than all of us, right? We're just, we're the instruments um, spreading this message locally and globally. So thank you all for, for who you are, what you represent, sharing your gifts, and that, you know, the ripple effect that this all has is beyond what we can really comprehend. So thank you all for being part of it. And so that's it. That's all what we have for today. So thank you all for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you all. Bye.